Hello and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio, a very special edition. I'm Mike Salmon, and today we are joined by a couple doctors from Eastside Medical Center as we are here to raise awareness about heart health. And joining us on the program today is Dr. David Casey and Dr. Edward Clermont. Before we get into some of the questions and we talk about heart health, Dr. Casey, tell me a little bit about your background and, and your specialties. I'm from Opelousa, Louisiana, small town in Louisiana, southwest Cajun country, and I went to school at Southern University and then went to medical school at Tulane University Medical School in New Orleans. And then from there, LSU residency for internal medicine. Then I, I flew to Chicago for continuation of my training in cardiology at University of Illinois in Chicago, and then interventional cardiology at the same institution and then uh, found my way back to uh, the south and now to uh, Atlanta mm -hmm. where I practice at Eastside Heart and Vascular. What are some of the conditions that you work on here at Eastside? So I take care of the heart, uh, the, the basically the pipes of the heart and the legs. So I, when people come in for heart attacks, I place stents in their hearts to open up the vessels. Also, when people have stable or coronary artery disease that is causing them chest pain uh, when they uh, do activities, or shortness of breath uh, when they do activities. I also uh, treat that. Also, when people have pain in their legs and their lower extremities when they walk, um, also uh, help to uh, open up those vessels of the legs as well. And Dr. Claremont, a little bit about your background and the specialties that you treat here as well. Sure, so I was born and raised in Montclair, New Jersey, a small town really close to New York City. I did my undergraduate training in biomedical engineering at uh, Duke University. Uh, before I was in Atlanta for a couple of years at Emory where I started with my medical training. I did my uh, medical school as well as my residency training there in internal medicine. Took a trip up to, to Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania where I did my cardiology training as well as my electrophysiology training. And then uh, my wife really, really wanted to come back to the Atlanta and greater Atlanta area, so we, we moved back. You use some big words there. What are some of the common conditions that you would treat that we would understand? Sure, sure. So I think um, Dr. Casey kind of talked a little bit about, you know, cardiology in general and the things that he manages. We like to break things down in terms of the plumbing of the heart as well as the electricity of the heart. Mm -hmm. And he is primarily dealing with plumbing issues and I'm directly dealing with the electrical issues of the heart. So uh, in addition to taking care of patients who come in with chest pain, my specialty is taking care of folks who either have too many heartbeats or not enough heartbeats. Um, and so for patients who suffer from things like palpitations or fainting spells, a lot of times I'll take care of them uh, and could do therapies like a pacemaker, a defibrillator. Uh, and for folks who unfortunately have too many heartbeats or an arrhythmia, as they call it, things very common like atrial fibrillation, which folks may have heard of before, I also do ablation procedures to treat that as well. Okay, so as we sit here and talk about a healthy heart, obviously you want to be able to know the signs if there's some issues going on. Dr. Casey, are there some different, different symptoms that a man might see when it comes to a heart condition compared to a woman? Potentially. I mean, the, the major, the, the most common symptoms of heart uh, attacks or coronary disease is basically chest pain, chest pressure, um, usually that dull sensation, somebody sitting on your chest, which uh, can radiate to the left shoulder, can radiate to the jaw. And, and that's generally the, the, the symptoms. But sometimes, uh, whether uh, it's male or female, noting that 
women oftentimes present atypically, uh, but men can also present atypically. You can have um, symptoms of, of acid reflux sometimes people people call or GERD or uh, indigestion people say where they, you know, I have to burp or I just feel this funny feeling in the center of my chest. And oftentimes that can be coronary artery disease. Sometimes it can, it can not only present in the center of the chest but off to the left. And uh, sometimes it can, people can have perfuse sweating or just not feel right, an right. uneasy feeling. All those things, all those symptoms um, can, can be uh, signs of coronary artery disease. That's why, especially with the prevalence and the incidence of coronary artery disease being uh, one of the, and heart disease period being one of the, the number one killers of both men and females, we, we try to urge people to pay attention to their symptoms uh, and seek medical attention as soon as uh, they can. Well, that's the paradox there is you want to have it checked as soon as possible, but how do you know if it's just a small case of indigestion? You said that could be one of the symptoms, or is there something wrong with your heart? How do you decide how urgent it is that you get help? Well, that's one of the one of the the problems, or one of the things that you know uh, plagues a lot of people. They don't know how to gauge the severity of their symptoms, and I just urge people whenever they do have symptoms, just to seek medical attention as soon as they can, and don't push it off. Uh, no matter how mild they, if it's atypical and is out the norm then they should have a medical professional check it out. Yeah, even if it's your your family doctor, you go there and he could say, listen, this may be more, he could send you off to the hospital. Exactly. Exactly right. And I'll piggyback on a lot of the, the, the good points Dr. Casey is making. I think it's important to form a, a good relationship with a physician that you trust, especially if that's going to be a family practitioner or a primary care physician. That way, not only are you seeking attention when you have these symptoms, but also going in for routine well checks to make sure that you're getting the appropriate screening so that we can potentially pick up on a lot of these issues before they become bigger issues. Um, And for a lot of folks who have those atypical symptoms, sometimes that visit with your well care doctor or with your primary care physician rather can prompt them doing a study that can pick up on something that could potentially save your life in the future. I would think one of the ways that you may be able to help yourself is to get your heart checked on a regular basis. Is that something, A, that a lot of people do. I don't hear about it too much, and maybe they, we should hear more about it. And B, how do you have your heart checked? You know, there's a number of different studies that we can perform to check on the heart specifically. But even before you get to that, I think it's important for us to look at all of the different risk factors that increase your risk of having cardiovascular disease. So, you know, some of the silent killers that we talk about, having high blood pressure that's untreated, having high cholesterol that's untreated, having sleep apnea, you know, living a sedentary lifestyle, all these sorts of things should certainly be addressed on a usual basis. And when you go to see your your primary care physician or your family doctor on a regular basis. But if you get to a point where someone needs to have their heart specifically studied, there are a number of different ways that we can do that, whether or not that's using ultrasounds or CT scans or CAT scans, MRI scans, stress testing, or catheterizations. There's a a couple of different ways that we can actually look at how well the heart is either functioning with pictures or looking to see how well it functions through testing. So what I'm hearing, Dr. Claremont, is that heart disease in many cases can be preventable. So let's talk a little bit more, and you touched upon it, but let's make sure we stress the do's and the don'ts. We'll let one of you take the do's, do this, and we'll let the other one of you take the don'ts, don't do this. So Dr. Casey, you get to choose which one you want to take first. Okay. So, so I'll take the don'ts because, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of, lot of people doing the don'ts 
and that's what ends them. Uh, they end up in the hospital doing a lot of the don'ts. So uh, tobacco use, if you're smoking, if you're smoking cigarettes, quit uh, smoking cigarettes. I mean, that's that's one of the number one uh, reasons why or risk factors for people ending up with cardi- coronary artery disease. And, you know, um, I'm sure Dr. Claremont's going to go over some don'ts too uh, as it relates to atrial fibrillation and, and the kind of the electrical side. But, you know, and I'll do some of the do's too uh, because those are important from uh, okay. from our, our, our respective uh, special specialties. But exercise, he, he touched upon it earlier, exercise, moving. The You know, the American Heart Association, uh, the ACC, American College of Cardiology, all have really good records recommendations on how much to move. You know, you want to move as, as, as much as possible. Any type of moving is good moving. You just want to get up and not be sedentary. It doesn't matter if it's 10 minutes a day. You know, the goal is to, for 150 minutes uh, in a week or 30 minutes, five days a week. Uh, but even little as 10 minutes a day can, can show large improvements in people's cardiovascular risk. The other thing, diet right? Don't, uh, I'll stick to the don'ts. Uh, you, you don't, you don't want a a diet, uh, with hamburgers every day, you know, or French fries every day. You know, you want to put, mix some vegetables in there and try to limit as much of that stuff as you can. Of course, um, people know there's much data out there on, you know, the benefits of eating vegetables, uh, staying away from saturated fats and all these things. Uh, people see this at, as, at nauseum. But the small changes that we can make, you know, every day, maybe you, you typically eat that hamburger at lunch, um, then you go home and eat a big meal. One of those meals, maybe eat a salad, you know, make small changes that can lead to large changes. Uh, you can see uh, very, very drastic uh, changes in your overall health, not only in cardiovascular disease. What I'm hearing here is that my son is pulling the wool over my eyes when he says the French fries those are potatoes. That's that's a vegetable. <laughs> so doesn't doesn't yeah, count. Doesn't yeah, count. Doesn't count. <laughs> Some more do's and don'ts, Doctor Claremont. Sure, if, sure. If Doctor Casey Dr. left any out there. Sure. Yeah. No, he hit a lot of a lot of really important points. And again, you know, stressing the fact that you know forming that partnership with your healthcare practitioner is. is incredibly important. That way you can make sure that if you already have some of those risk factors, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, that you can be appropriately managing those with the help of their guidance. But outside of that, eating right is is paramount, paramount, uh, and making sure that you can avoid some of these risk factors as well. And to his point, making small changes and not expecting that someone's going to be able to go on a complete vegan diet, you know, starting tomorrow. It's making those small adjustments, cutting out those sugary soft drinks, or you know, trying to substitute a healthier meal in place of one that might be fattier or saltier than you ordinarily would would take. And then again, to his point, moving, I think, you know, getting exercise on a regular basis is, is, is paramount as well. And to his point, again, in the same sense that you can make subtle or small changes on a day-to-day basis, I find that advising my patients to make small incremental changes in how they are exercising or moving can also help. So if you have an opportunity to take the stairs at work as opposed to taking the elevator, you know, that's one small change that you can make. Or if you park in a large parking lot, you know, maybe parking a little bit further away. So you have to walk a little bit further to get into the door. But you know, again, we would love for all of our patients to become marathon runners and start exercising and get out there and do those sorts of things. But we understand that that's not entirely realistic. Um, but making those small changes in your life can can make a huge difference in general. Yeah, as you both have kind of referred to, something is better than nothing. Correct. Obviously, we know we're going to have 
experts when it comes to heart health when we come to Eastside Medical Center because you two doctors perform here. Why is Eastside Medical Center the place that a lot of folks should consider? We'll give you a chance as we wrap up the program here to talk about the benefits of Eastside Medical Center and what makes you guys a leader when it comes to heart health. Dr. Claremont. Well, first and foremost, uh, we take pride in the staff that, that we have here at this facility. Incredibly joyed to work with the folks that I interact with on a day-to-day basis. And really the team effort that we put together towards you know getting people healthy, I think, is paramount to making sure that you have good outcomes. But you know, the facility itself has a number of different state-of-the-art facilities in it that we can utilize to make sure that we get the best outcomes for folks. Case in point, the electrophysiology lab, where I do a lot of my procedures, those pacemakers, defibrillators, or ablation procedures. The equipment that we have here is top-notch. Some of the equipment that just went in the past couple of years ago is the exact uh, sort of equipment that you would hope to see in a facility that does these sorts of things. So you understand when you come here that you know, you're not being practiced on or, or not getting care with equipment that was you know, a decade, two decades old. So we have the latest and greatest available to us to take care of you and you know, world-class staff here that know what they're doing and are you know, committed to making sure that you get out of here safely to your families. To add on to that, even if technology changing every single day, I mean, it's something that maybe a couple years old may already be outdated. So I know Eastside stays on top of that. Dr. Casey, did it leave you any pros that you could talk about when it comes to Eastside <laughs> Medical Center yeah, and why no. you should come here when it yeah. pertains to your heart? Right, right. He, he made some very, very good points. I just want to stretch the team approach that we, we use to treat every patient and the amount of experience that we have with uh, all of our, our physicians here. Not only us us uh, young guys, uh, you know, that are talking on the radio, but we have, we have uh, guys that are in the group that have been practicing Gwinnett over 30 years. So we, we have a, when we use that wealth of knowledge and wealth of experience along with you know our dedication and uh, superb equipment that we have here we're able to produce some very good outcomes for our patients let's let's make sure that we do raise the awareness for heart health do the right things you heard the do's and the don'ts dr edward claremont and dr david casey both here with east side medical center thank you for joining us on the program oh our pleasure. thanks for thank you so much and thank you to our listeners for joining us on this very special east side medical center edition of gwinnett business radio on business radio x